Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. We are back at it on a Sunday, 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 the fifth hour. We thank you for supporting the show and our advertisers. And I, some of you guys have been complaining and belly aching because we have um, a lot of commercials. That's a good thing. That's a good. No, you should not be complaining about that. You should say, I want more. I want more commercials. Support the advertisers. And if you're a real curmudgeon, there are ways, and I'm not going to say how to do this, but there are ways to avoid commercials on a podcast. Now, I don't know how. I forget how that works, but there is a there might be a button there that you can use to avoid certain commercials. But I, th- I say you should not do that, and you should listen to all of the commercials because that's the most important part of the podcast. Now, on Friday, we had the man, the myth, the legend, Chucky from Chuck E. Cheese, the rodent. Uh, our friend Jonas Knox was in here, had a great time with Jonas, and it was fun catching up with him. And he worked on my show uh, back in the day briefly, and now he's he's worked all the way up the ladder at Fox Sports Radio into a daytime day part uh, during the week, which is wonderful. We're, we're just very excited for Jonas. It was great having him on. And then on Saturday, I told the story. I hope you heard the Saturday podcast about my vaccination situation with the Dodgers where Major League Baseball was not going to allow me to attend the game because I did not have the proper paperwork, uh, even though I have the, the Dr. Fauci, uh, that, that, uh, the nonsense with that. And so anyway, it was a, it was a, I told that whole story. But now, while well, I was solo, 
on Friday and Saturday and stepping out of the Chateau, David Gaston. Non-compliant, not submissive. I'm I'm here. I'm loud and proud. We'll see what happens in the LA City. Uh, over the last three, four weeks, November, I think, 3rd will be the enactment. Los Angeles City has required and mandated all vaccination proof to enter a large majority of businesses. Yeah. Well, you living west of the 405, are you planning on moving east of the 405? Because there are places. <laughs> or south, if you go further south where the 405 ends. Orange County, are- baby. Yeah, there are locations that you can go to that are more like our brothers and sisters that live in the east or the south, where they amazing. It's all the same country, and you have the idiots. I don't, I don't get carried away here, Gascon, but you have the, the people in charge that are making you show your paperwork everywhere you go at checkpoints, kind of like they did in the old days in the certain countries, and, mm. uh, and then other places where you're able to live freely. It's it's stunning how that works. Really is, is there a, is there a point? I mean, you're not long in the tooth, but you're in the prime ripe age of your your career. Is there a point in time where you would actually stand up against anything that's being um, being applied right now, or being applied sometime down the road? I mean, because you think about people that listen to your show, like I'm a pilot's one of them, and a couple other people that work in these big businesses where there's a high volume of no pun intended, but traffic. You know, he's obviously a pilot. A lot of pilots across the world, stewardesses, flight attendants, people that are on the ground uh, that have to be required to uh, to get vaccinated. In fact, you had a doctor, I think, down south that wrote us last year yeah. that we had on. So, I mean, there's got to be a point in time where these people push back or they just walk away. Do you think there will be a point in time for you like that? Uh, I, I don't, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because the deck is stacked. The, the House always wins? Or- well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that argument. The, it was, I think it was Bino Cook, the quote where Bino said, you, you, you never want to get into a, a you know, case against the federal government because every case against the federal government, they have, they're the favorite and they have home field advantage. Chalk. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And so, yeah, I think we've already seen there have been lawsuits. Unless I'm mistaken, Gascon, there have been lawsuits here and – the courts have ruled that these companies can can do whatever you want. That essentially, all the freedoms that we have, we're not free to not follow what the bosses want. Essentially, so if the bosses want you to get a shot in your ass or whatever, um, you either do it or you don't work. But I, I think to counter your argument, we have seen over the last two, three, maybe even five years that if you cause a big enough stir. With a protest, with a peaceful protest or rally, you can cause some of these lawmakers to be on their heels a little bit and change policy or turn the blind eye the other way. Yeah, but the the, the people that control the major media, the the news media, um, they all are on the same page. That's true. Except one or two networks that are not. But everyone else is all in lockstep. It's it's group think, my man. It's group yeah. think. That's what's going on right now. So that's yeah. interesting. I, I I feel bad because there's obviously a lot of people in the health industry that are either being terminated or forced out. And I mean, you see it a lot. These people were 
these people were, were heralded as heroes last year, and now they're they're outcasted as pariahs. Yeah, I, it's it's fascinating what's going on right now, and uh, I, I just the whole the whole experience going to a game, and I I'm at Dodger Stadium. I'm yeah. outdoors. I'm there's no one around me within ten yards on the field, and I have to wear my my mask. <laughs> I, I, I'm it's so stupid. I'm like, but you were, you know this from the Charger Raider game on Monday night. You only had to wear a mask to enter SoFi Stadium. Once you got in, masks off. Didn't matter like where you were, who you're with. Seventy thousand people inside. It didn't matter one one effing yeah. bit. So well, that is true. They can't enforce that. It's impossible. The math on that because no, even a Dodger game. A lot of people. I, see the problem. I was in the media and I'm on the field. Yeah. And there's all these uh, Gestapo guys that are like, "Hey, well, you don't have your mask on," and they're uh, they're freaking out. Anyway, let's. You, you ready for the mailbag here? You ready? Of course Gascon? I am. I'm ready. Tune that band up. It's in the bag. All right, thanks. Ohio Al. We love it, Ohio Al. Good job by you. Let's get to the mailbag. We got a lot of questions this week, Gascon, and a lot of them are for you also, so I'm glad you were here. I was worried you weren't going to be here because you missed the Friday and the Saturday, so I thought you might not make it for the Sunday, but you have arrived, I have. and so here we go. Uh, Pierre in Springfield writes, and he says, Ben, uh, you have a very good ear when it comes to callers, so I'd like to take a trip to the hot tub. A dip, he says, in the hot tub, a hot tub time machine. And riddle me this, Pierre in Springfield, Mass says, uh, were Troy the Gambling Man and Gay Brad one in the same? Uh, every time I heard one of their calls, I swear that that was the same person. All right, so and he has another, another uh, point to make here, but we'll start with that, Pierre. Uh, no. I spoke to Troy the Gambling Man off the air and Gay Brad off the air, the caller known as Gay Brad, who I, I'm pretty sure is the guy, if I remember correctly, that gave one of the great answers of all time in Jeopardy when they added seats to the Green Monsters, uh, the Green Monster in Boston. We had said, I think the question was something like, uh, you know, so-and-so has been added to the Green Monster, and the answer that somebody gave Gay Brad was, um, a hot tub. He thought they had put a hot tub on the Green Monster, <laughs> which, and he was being totally serious. By the way, it was not. It was not a comedy answer. He, for some reason, he thought they put a hot tub up there. Uh, but no, they were not the same person. And those callers go back at least fifteen years, if not longer. And I have no idea what happened. Troy the Gambling Man was one of my most, uh, you know, hardcore guys that loved the show, and and uh, he uh, gave picks, and he was terrible, and we loved him, and. He drove a sweeper truck around Nashville. I'm not sure what happened to him. Hope oh. he's all right. Around. All right. And the other question, he says, Ben, I am debating whether or not to brave the masses and congregate with the unwashed at the Big E, New England's great state fair. And Pierre points out he's down almost 40 pounds since May. And he says, I know, I know you break your fast on the weekends. I've attached maps, listing, a listing rather, some tremendous state fair foods Sincerely, Alf, uh, the alien opiner. So uh, I think we should look at this here and kind of help out Alf. Uh, you can't see it, I don't think, Jessica, unless you have your your email up. You have the access to the email. Let me just, uh, check Pierre here. I got to 
put this up here. Hold on a sec here. Uh, I love state fair food. I know. Uh, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so the question is, are you a big fan of the the entree per se, the, the entrees that they serve at state fairs or more like the snacks? Oh, yeah. I, I love anything fried, any combination yeah. of food fried. I am all about that action. I am all about that action. All right, so here is the email. I've got it up now. Sorry about that, Pierre, a.k.a. Alf, the alien opiner in Springfield, Mass. So I click on the West Springfield map. I always wonder what would have, what would my life have been? My, my grandfather was in Springfield, Mass, moved out to California. What if I maybe I'd been born back there? Back, things had been different. Anyway. Uh, they have the West Springfield Lions Club, Gascon. That's where you can get burgers, grilled cheese, Rubens. <laughs> that's where you're going. The Flatliner Burger. That's that's a pretty good start. There's the Agawama Lions Club. I guess I, each Lions Club has their own place. Uh, that's where you get the dinner in a cone, bacon, mac, and cheese in a cone, shepherd's pie in a cone. Oh, Not man. a big fan of shepherd's pie. Oh, I'm not a big shepherd's pie guy. Uh, the Yankee Boy Lobster House. That's right up your alley. You can get, oh, my. They have camel, kangaroo, and alligator burgers. You can get that. Uh, that doesn't really do much for me. A shrimp mac and cheese, if you're into that. Uh, there's a, a saloon with local beers and whatnot. They have a train that goes at the West Springfield State Fair. The Big Kahunas, Greek and veggie euros, salad. Forget that. Who goes to a state fair and eats salad? Chicken. <laughs> they have London broil sandwiches. I might try one of those. London broil sandwich. And they have an ice cream place where you can get floats and sundaes. So right. I the move here, Pierre, is you start out at the West Springfield Lions Club. Yes. And you get your burgers, you get your Reuben, you get the grilled cheese, you go, you go to that. Then I would cross all the way over. I'd go down West Road. And I'd go over near the train at the Opa Opa Saloon. Right next door to it is the Big Kahunas. I'd go there, and I'd eat some chicken, and I'd try the London broil sandwich. And then after that, I would cross over to have a nice ice cream sundae. That would be how I would play. That would be if I was at the West Springfield Fair, that's what I would do. All right, so I think what I would do is I'd be like you. I'd go from east, but I'd go east – to southeast like a smile like a reverse smile so i'd go west springfield for some grilled cheese i'd go a little thin to start but then i would go bacon mac and cheese in a cone and then just because i had to try it i would try a kangaroo burger and then i'd make my way to the saloon for some beer i'd probably grab a london broil sandwich and then cap it off with some ice cream but i'm not gonna lie i'd probably go around this place multiple times to try a bunch of different things yeah that's great that's i, I like that they have the old school map there where they have a little drawing of the ferris wheel on there yeah. and they've got yeah, yeah. It's pretty that's pretty neat that's now cool. do you start your day with a float or do you start your day with a sunday that's the question yeah like i i think you start with a float that's actually not a bad call. You start with dessert. You go float, ice cream float. Yeah. I assume the weather's not, you know, it's, it's fall in New England, so yeah. it's not going to be warm. It's going to be nice, cool temperatures. So you, you start with the float. You go float, uh, grilled cheese. Oh, you go grilled cheese, oh wait right? a minute. We, we screwed up. 
Why? What did we, we screw up? We screwed up massively. There is a paid. There's a page oh, two. Oh, a page oh three. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god, Eddie! Uh, uh, I told you, Eddie. Oh my yeah. god, yes. Uh, I, I, I was. I told you, Ryan. Oh, that's a. There's eight pages here. Yeah. All right. So, but page right. two is I'd even like better because they have donuts. Oh, I'd like to retract everything I said. <laughs> they have cinnamon rolls. Holy crap! I love a cinnamon roll. There's the yeah. dough company, fried dough. Yeah. Pig park barbecue with ribs, nachos, brisket. Oh my god. That's good. <laughs> all right. So page oh. two, you'd have to do all of it. Yes, you got to go. Point by point. They have the soft serve ice cream. Uh, they've got that. The deep fried whoopie pie. That's for whoopie pie Blair. You got to get one of those for whoopie pie Blair. Yeah. Holy crap. That's better. I'd rather have page two than page one. Yeah. Page one the tease. Page two is where it's at. Man, <laughs> barbecue nachos and brisket. Holy crap. That, yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah. Oh. That's but good. Wait, there's more. Page three. <laughs> You got more. You got fried mac and cheese, fried flutter nutter. Oh, that's a fun word to say, flutter nutter. I yeah. got to work that in my lexicon. I got to use that. In what context could I use flutter nutter in? What do you think? Um, I was describing a describing a, an athlete or a team. A flutter nutter is a sandwich made up of peanut butter and marshmallow. Oh, yeah. I know what I could do. I said that I could say that team was so soft they were a flutter nutter on yeah. defense. That, I could do what that. Do you think? That's good. That works. Seahawks yeah. defense. Yeah, flutter nutter. <laughs> Tampa yeah. Bay's pass defense. Bunch of flutter nutters. Oh man, hey, I gotta ask you: Have you ever had fried Oreos? I have, yes. At the All right, so that's on page five. Oh, is that on page five? Uh, now, the Urban Dictionary, which I always go by, says th their definition of Flutter Nutter is a wonderful concoction of marshmallow fluff and peanut butter in a lightly uh, tasty sandwich, which is the real definition. There's others that are very graphic here describing certain uh, <laughs> activities in the bedroom, Gascon. Yes. The, uh, the, the tug and the rub there and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> that is uh, that is outstanding. Some of the other descriptions on that man, oh man! All right, let me get back to this. This is very important, Pierre. We're wasting a lot of valuable time on the mailbag. I'm a little jealous uh, of Pierre going to this thing. I'm I'm not gonna lie. This thing looks awesome. Yeah, originally I was like, well, it's not that good because I didn't realize there were all these other pages. I just looked at page one. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, you can get a London broil, you get a grilled cheese, but then. You're right. The better the better stuff is down the line. Oh, you can man. on I'm at page three right now. You can get three pigs in a bun, another barbecue place, ultimate cowboy nacho, yeah. fried Snickers, fried pineapple, fried Pop Tart. Mm. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Murderers row. Oh man. They have something called the garbage bowl. That, okay, that must be really good. The garbage bowl. I bet that's solid. I'm does it sound like I haven't eaten in three days? Because I haven't eaten in three days, guess yeah, what? All of this amazing. <laughs> that's good. Deli that's sandwiches. Good. They've got the West Springfield Firehouse Restaurant. Uh, traditional burger, hot dog. Uh, you've got breakfast sandwiches. You like the breakfast sandwich, but you're more of a breakfast burrito guy. Yeah. You like that. I'd clean uh, up in page, this place, though. Page five. Oh, fried chicken and waffles. 
we have a place out here in LA called Roscoe's, which is famous for fried chicken yeah. and waffles. Uh, have you been to Roscoe's? Guys? I have. There's one in Long Beach. There's one in Hollywood. Uh, I've been to both of those. I was at the one in LA, and Lamar Odom was in there when he was playing for the Clippers, and he was suspended for doing weed. And and he knew who I was. It could, yeah, I was in the clip. I was covering the Clippers at the time, and he he looked at me, and he once he put two and two together that I was the same guy. He then put the hoodie he had on over his head, trying like somehow I think he thought maybe maybe I wouldn't realize it was him if he put the hoodie over his head, which was rather rather odd. Uh, let's see, uh, what else do we have here on the state? I, I think we can spend the whole mailbag talking about the state fair. <laughs> gourmet sliders, Bloody Mary grilled cheese. So is that like tomato and uh, with the grilled cheese? Uh, I think so. Gertrude's pretzel, pretzel wrapped hot dog, giant pretzel, giant pretzel. Pierre, you got to have a giant pretzel for me and take a picture. Take a picture. Deep fried cheese, hot Wisconsin cheese. They've got that. That sounds wonderful. I'm a big fan of page six. Big fan of page six, Pierre. Classic poutine. They have classic poutine, Gascon. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Buffalo mac and cheese. Oh, man. This is food porn. And I'm not even looking at the food. I'm just looking at the names of the food. Frozen cheesesteak? Who wants that? Uh, pass on that. That's a veggie. The veggie patch. Kielbasa Polish plate. They have pierogies. I've never had a pierogi. You ever had a pierogi? Once, yeah. It's pretty good. Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. 18-inch bratwurst. There you go. There's some jokes on that. Uh, who else? All right. That's – oh, boy. Good job, Pierre. Do it all, Pierre. Skip page one in retrospect. Page eight? You know, people want to uh, fast forward on commercials. I wonder if they want to fast forward to just this one email that we had uh, cracked open. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. We're out of time. <laughs> See you later. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Oh, man. All right, moving on, and uh, here we go. Moving on. Uh, let's see. We have a Big E. I think this is from Big E. Uh, he says, guys, uh, since it is apparent that Ben is never going – oh, this is actually from Tammy in Montana. I apologize. Uh, since it is apparent that Ben is never going to cook the better than the best cut of meat that he received from David for his birthday years ago, I think the frozen freezer-wrapped tomahawk with autographs uh, from both you – and uh, David, both of you, should be put on eBay, proceeds going to a charity of Ben's choice. What? Signed, Tammy, Tammy in Montana. Uh, I'd be okay with that. I am planning on eating the tomahawk steak mm -hmm. at some point. It is saved for forever. It's it's like that uh, – What was remember the story this week, the guy in, in, in Europe, the caveman, the Neanderthal that they finally un-iced because the ice melted – Remember that? I think it was a couple weeks ago. No? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I sent you... Yeah, I think I sent you something about that. Yeah. So this, the tomahawk steak is going to be like that. I'm going to... I'm gonna. It's, the ice is going to melt, and then it'll be ready to cook. It'll be great. I can make a YouTube video cooking with <laughs> Benny in the kitchen, right? The whole thing. Outstanding. Uh, but I'm I'm okay. It sounds like Tammy. It sounds like Gascon, your buddy over there, is not supportive of this plan. So, not really. Blake in Arkansas writes and he says, "Gentlemen, I had my grand opening for the Amazon store last weekend. 
It was wild, he says. I wasn't sure what to expect. I spent a couple grand on radio and did some social media advertising, the whole deal. And he says, I had pictures on the Facebook page of some things that we were, were selling. The structure is, he gives us the business model here. I'm, I'm fascinated by this guest. This is a great hustle. I'm impressed with Blake. And it sounds like Blake's making money hand over fist. So if you missed last week's podcast, what Blake does is he buys a truck full of items returned to Amazon for a flat rate. He has no idea what's in the truck. And then you know, massive 18-wheeler truck, he then empties all of the stuff out into his warehouse. On Friday, everything's $5. That means you could get a $300 vacuum cleaner for $5. You could get a $500 jacket that somebody returned on Amazon for $5. Saturday is $5. Monday is $3. And Tuesday is $1. And then they they start the whole process over again the following week. Mm. And uh, he, he said, well, I would guess I had three to 400 people waiting online for him to open. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's like... Blake, that's like a field of dreams. Build it and he will come situation. Can you imagine opening a business? You're not sure if anyone's going to show up. You've spent a lot of capital on advertising, on radio advertising and, and the whole thing. And you show up and there's people wrapped around the building. And I did look on Blake's Facebook page and there were people asking, how long do you have to wait in line? I guess he lets people in for 20 minutes or so, or, or like every 20 minutes, they let more people in and all that. That's cool. But. That is that is great. And he also, if you see, guess kind of if you're in the email, he sent there's some photos that Blake sent, kind of like behind the scenes of of everything there. That's not for air consumption. But uh, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. Pretty, pretty cool. So hey, we could get into that, Gascon. He's he says he would help us out if we want to get into that. Oh, Little teach, sock. teach, teach. Yeah, he knows people. And I bet you he – one of the emails, I think he said he could cut us a deal. Oh, my God. You know who would clean up with this? Your wife would clean up on it. She would crush. Well, she'd just get a lot of the stuff that she would return to Amazon. She'd just yeah. get for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include a chandelier? Oh, the chandelier was a nightmare. Holy crap. Yes, <laughs> God, let's play this out in a parallel universe. Let's say we agreed – and Blake was kind enough, a uh, nice Arkansas Razorback fan, and said, you know what, let me help these, these two losers out. And we had to rent out. We know Southern California. We've lived here a long time. Yeah. Where would be the place that that business model would do the best in, in the L.A. area? I'm, Not I would say, like, Riverside. I'm thinking out in Riverside. Am oh, I so you're thinking – I was going to say Anaheim. Yeah, you could do Anaheim. You could do Santa Ana in the OC. God, Riverside's a good call, uh, you know, though. You know what? Van Nuys in the San, right near the Fox Studios in the San Fernando Valley. You could do Van Nuys. Oh, what about the valley like Santa Clarita? I don't know. There's, there's a fair amount of money in Santa Clarita, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, how about the high desert in <sighs> Lancaster, Palmdale, out in the high desert? We spend so much way. money driving out there. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. This is very tempting, though. You know what would be a good spot? Actually, you know, this would be a great spot. I'm sure you, you remember this, but 
San Clemente, their main street on Sundays, they actually close off for drivers. Like they have all these vendors that are out in the middle of the street selling stuff. See, I don't think you could do that. I think what you'd have to do is rent out a warehouse. Like, but there's so much stuff. Yeah. You'd have to actually rent out a warehouse. Plus, you've got to make your money back. I wonder what the and maybe Blake, you can tell us in the next your next email. I, I do appreciate you giving us the info, but how many items does one have to sell? And the, what's the mathematical equation if the truck costs twenty, thirty thousand dollars to buy? Mm. And I don't know how many items you can fit in an 18-wheeler. What's the math on that? So it, it obviously sounds like it works out, but I'd be curious uh, how many because what if the weather's bad? What if there's a big storm or something and you can't sell anything? You're stuck. I guess you can always wait to the uh, to the next week and, and do it then. All right. Uh, good, good email, Blake. Uh, next one comes from Steve in North Augusta, oh, wait, South for, Carolina. Real yes. quick for Bla for Blake, I didn't get the hats he sent. I didn't either. Uh, and I asked Coop. I was in the studio. I picked up the mail this week. I want to thank Breadman. I want to thank Adrian, our friend from Denver. Uh, Adrian, to answer you, only one of the hats you sent uh, fits. I have a very large head. And so if if you think it's going to be too small, it probably will be. But one of them I did squeeze into, and I will wear at some point here. And Breadman, thank you for the hat. But I did not get the hats from Blake. I don't know if you sent them to our place. I went in the mailroom at the Premier Networks Gascon. Yeah. I was trying to find the hats from Blake because Blake not only sent you and I hats, he sent Coop hats, Eddie, uh, Roberto. Oh, right. I mean, this guy, he took care of all of us. He, he at one of those Amazon trucks. He had a stash, or maybe it was an Amazon truck, but he had a stash of Negro League hats. That's right. And so he, he was very kind, and I I did not see. I went through the entire mailroom. There's mail for Clay Travis. Hell, Rush Limbaugh, who's unfortunately been dead for many months. There was a pile <laughs> of mail for Rush. Now who who's sending Rush mail? Did they not get the message that Rush unfortunately had to check out? And he's in radio heaven right now. I don't get it. But uh, but anyway, I, I went through all of that, and I, I did not find any box in the Premier Network's uh, studios there uh, that, that had my name on it or Coop's name or your name or Eddie's name or Roberto's name or any of us. So I, I'm sorry, but I mean, maybe you can double check. Maybe you sent it to the wrong place. Maybe it'll be returned to you. Anyway, Steve. In North Augusta, South Carolina, just across from the Savannah River, from Augusta, Georgia, says, I have been a longtime listener to your radio show, thank you, and your podcast, because I usually lay awake at night from about 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. unable to sleep. Well, that's bad for you and good for us, Steve. That's bad for you and good for us. I believe that is known as insomnia. Is that is am I correct on that? That's insomnia? I think I Anxiety. Uh, anxiety yeah, yeah, exactly. He says, I enjoy your weekend podcast very much and tune them in when I walk the dogs. Who let the dogs out? Steve in North Augusta, South Carolina, let the dogs out. He says, I have a few questions for you. Number one, number one. He says, when and how did you develop the hook of using three unrelated points to introduce your monologues? It's a gimmick. But it gets me every time. It gets me thinking. How is he going to link these three items? I am not aware of anyone else who uses that technique. All right. So, Steve, 
that only started a couple years ago. And I've always tried, even though it sounds like it's the same show every night, I've always tried to experiment with different things. And usually when I try new things, it's a disaster. I'm not sure how many years you've been listening. You said you're a longtime listener, Steve. Do you remember when I did the spelling bee? I had this great idea. We were going to do a spelling bee. And then I, I learned that the average caller to Sports Talk Radio cannot even spell it. You know, if I said, what is, spell it, they would not, you'd spot on the I and they wouldn't be able to spell it. So it was a disaster. And in my head, that would have been a great bit. But the, the three things deal popped up randomly and I got a lot of good feedback on it. And people seemed to like it. And so then I started doing it more. And now it's the only thing that I do. Like if I, and occasionally I will do a monologue where I don't do it. And then people will inevitably complain and say, why didn't you do it? Why did you change your way? You know, so I, I now kind of, I'm kind of forced to do it that way. But sometimes I'll roll in and I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I usually jot down a, a few notes before a monologue, but sometimes I'll just let it rip without, you know, I just have nothing. And then people will get upset. So <laughs> you can't win, Gascon. You can't win. He also says, uh, Steve in uh, North Augusta, uh, he says, were there any techniques you were taught to avoid the errs and ahs and uhs while on the radio? For most people, including myself, when you stick a microphone or camera in front of you and your brain goes blank and you fill the airwaves with er, uh, and uh, or er, ah, and uh, uh, you see, I just did it. Uh, here's the thing I would say, uh, Steve. <laughs> I, I do say uh, er, and uh. I try not to do it as much. And I've been pretty good about limiting it. But it's just part of human conversation to say those things. And it's hours and hours and hours and hours of being on a on a microphone. So it's 10,000 hours and then some. And you master something and you go on, on your way. Try anyway. Exactly. Uh, he also says, when you have on-air disputes with guests and staff, Wreck-It Ralph comes to mind. Are those real or just a gimmick? Don't those victims complain to management? Well, here's how I will answer that. They are real 90% of the time. They are real. Now, Wreck-It Ralph and I go way back to San Diego. We worked together when I was first starting out in radio. Wreck-It Ralph was starting out. We're around the same age. So we have many of the same stories. We met many of the same people in our San Diego radio days. Ralph stayed in San Diego much longer than I did. Typically, I love Ralph, but when I hang out with Ralph, he tells me the same eight stories every time, which annoy me. Uh, and so I like to bust Ralph's balls because Ralph also gets annoyed. It's legitimate annoyance. He does get annoyed. I, the, the time that he got upset with Justin in Cincinnati and became a rhino Gascon and stormed into the studio and tried to hang up on everyone was one of the funniest nights on the show. And that was legitimate hate. And some of the other beefs we've had have also been, been real. They've been authentic. Uh, I don't, I don't like to, to pretend on that stuff, but normally what happens, Men being men, guys being guys. And we have an old school philosophy on the show, Gascon, that we bust each other's balls. But then at the end of the show, we move on and we don't let things linger. And that's an important thing. And you can't let stuff, if you, you fight during the radio show, 
there's a new day tomorrow and you don't fight the next day. You shouldn't anyway. Now, yeah, there are people. I have worked with people that would have things linger. No, you just once you go to bed, it's a new day. Bygones are bygones. You get a fresh start. Uh, that's how I try to follow. That's the mantra I try to follow. Uh, Steve also says, I know you like to make fun of golf, but if you ever want, how about this one? He says, if you ever want to go to the Masters Golf Tournament, the first full week in April in Augusta, Georgia, Steve says he'll hook us up. What? Yes. Yeah, he says, I usually have tickets and can give you a place to stay even. Oh, let's do a, this. A pass to the Masters costs about $5,000. Yeah. Yes. And getting a room during the Masters week is about 500 a night at a mid-value hotel. Can you now, imagine the damage we'll do in Augusta with all that fried food in Georgia? And it's all dirt cheap. It's yes. all dirt cheap. Right? <laughs> Ooh, Steve, is that... The way this email reads, Steve, it's like, hey, I'll take care of you. You don't have to spend the $5,000. Am I am I reading this correctly here, Gascon? That's what you it are. sounds like. I, you are. If it's uh, free, it's for me. Uh, if all I have to do is pay for the travel, my God, I that is a tempting off. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. That's one of those things you got to do as a sports fan just to do it, right? Yeah. Like, even if you're not like a NASCAR fan or an IndyCar fan, you have to go to Indianapolis 
you have to go Daytona. to Daytona. Yeah, like you have to, you have to yeah. do that. Um, yeah, I goof about the Masters, but every year I do at least a couple Masters monologues. So it's, it's you know, it's a love hate double edged sword situation. Right. Well, well, Steve, that's a very generous offer, and why don't you send me a follow up and you know let me know the details on this. And I know Gascon, you're you're very excited about this. You're very interested. That's a bucket list thing. That that is like you just said that like those are are specific sports moments that you you can't pass up. Absolutely, yeah. I would I would consider consider doing that. Isn't that final four weekend though? That doesn't matter, right? I could no, final matter. four. Weekend. <laughs> yeah. So if you get a if you get a round trip ticket from Los Angeles to Augusta. Just now, like looking at flights now, like in the, in the near future, it's it's about three hundred and change. But obviously, this is for Isn't right it cheaper now. You fly into Atlanta, wouldn't it be cheaper than just drive to Augusta? Maybe, but I mean, well, no, two seventy six, two seventy six round trip LA to Augusta. That's not bad. No, I was going to fly to Wisconsin. The Rams play the Packers on Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. And my brother, I was going to surprise my brother and visit him in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I looked up the plane fare, and they jack up the prices. I, I can go to Appleton or fly into Milwaukee dirt cheap most of the year because who the hell wants to you know fly into Appleton, Wisconsin, or whatever. But Thanksgiving weekend, man, they jacked up the rates and that <laughs> Sunday – Sunday, Monday, flight back. Well, I'd have to fly back Monday because the Rams play the Packers on that Sunday. Thank that Thanksgiving weekend Sunday is insane. And then I was like, well, I'll fly into Chicago and I'll just drive up. It's a few hours up to Appleton. I'll drive up to Chicago uh, from Chicago. And that was insane. too. So, Oh, man, you, you just said that. And I looked up the dates for the Masters. What do you think the price is for a flight? L.A. to Augusta. From Los Angeles to Augusta on Delta Airlines, what do you think the price is for a ticket? Round trip. Seven. So round trip? Yes. Twelve hundred dollars. You're close. It's a thousand fifty-eight. Oh, oh my god. Well, how much is it to fly to Atlanta though? Can you check that out right I, now? Because you could you could do, and I don't have a map here. I'm trying to think, and maybe I'm wrong. Georgia's a rather big state, but. Augusta, Georgia. Is there a maybe you could fly into somewhere in South Carolina? But I assume all the airports around there, because people are like us and they realize, hey, wait a minute, uh, let's fly somewhere else and save a couple of bucks. And so I'm sure they jack up the rates. Ooh, red eye three sixty eight to Atlanta. Okay, uh, that well, you save a lot, of, but then you got to rent a car and you got to drive all over <laughs> the back road swampland, yeah. if you will. Uh, let me, let me look at Augusta, Georgia. The next, you could you could do Columbia, South Carolina. You could oh do yeah, that. that's actually that's the closest actually big city. I would say. I think it's looking at the map here. Two hours and you twenty minutes to, from Atlanta. Yeah, you take I twenty, you take I twenty from Columbia, and you go down, and you're good to go. And oh my, you know what? My niece, uh, I wish she she's not really a big sports fan though. She's in Charleston. Charleston's real close to Augusta. So, oh, here's the move. Here's how I sell the move, guest guy, to go to Augusta. 
I'm like, hey, my niece has been in college for a couple of years. I haven't seen her in a long time. Why don't I go to Charleston and then I'll stay an extra couple of days and go to Augusta? Oh, wow. Bam. That's, that's a, that doesn't look that bad. Although there's not really a direct, a direct trip. You've got to take a back road. I guess I-26 you could take across and then you got to cut over through what looks like pretty much hillbilly land. And then you you cut around and then you get to Augusta. So. And flights to Charleston are like four sixty, five hundred. Oh yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Forget it. Not. Well, I, I will consider that. That's you know that's that's a very nice offer. That's a very kind offer from our buddy there, Steve. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Next up, Fred in Spring, Texas, writes and says, "Do you really think that being an overnight host puts you at the bottom of the barrel?" If so, what would be your next step up the ladder? Yes, Fred. Uh, some of that is tongue-in-cheek, but in the radio business, the way it works, there's a, a totem pole. Like in, in any business, there's a, a list, a power list. The way our business works, if you're on the radio from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., that matters. You're, it's a big day part, and that's where they value it the most. Anything after 6 p.m., before 6 a.m., you are looked down upon. It's just the way the business works. The morning and afternoon drive are the most important. And that's just because of human nature. People listen to the radio more on their way to work, on their way home from work, stuck in traffic. And I have a more difficult road. Anybody on the radio after 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. because you have to get people to listen when they're at work or listen while they're you know, work, you know, doing, you know, can't sleep. Like our friend, we just talked about Steve in North Augusta in South Carolina, and he has got to listen because he's got insomnia. So you're, it's a smaller pool to pick from. So, but the next step, I, I love doing the overnight show. I would also love a big fat paycheck. So at some point I would give it a shot. I think I could do a decent morning show for that money. I wish it was like the, police department or a city job you know how they do it where you work your entire career and then a lot of places it's like where my wife works at the police station whatever your highest salary is they pay you that the rest of your your career you know when you retire your pension yeah. is your it's based on your highest salary yeah you're tiered you're, you're tiered on a percentage based on your salary yeah we don't so do if that you're, in radio uh, no <laughs> So. <laughs> uh, we uh, we definitely don't we, we don't uh, we don't believe in that uh <laughs> the powers that be have decided no uh, jennifer in richmond virginia says hi ben and david this is an important dramatic question are you excitedly counting down to the 11th season premiere of curb your enthusiasm october 24th i cannot wait he says other than larry david who makes you laugh the most and uh, she says you make make me laugh every day well thank you uh, very kind jennifer i love curb your enthusiasm as you know jennifer it is my favorite show i generally do not like sitcoms or that type of programming i'm a, i'm a i'm a dumbass i like serious stuff i like documentaries things like that but Curb Your Enthusiasm is a guilty pleasure. And I'm pretty lucky because my brother-in-law works on the show behind the scenes. He's on the crew. And I always ask him, like, give me inside information, you know. And he, he won't really say much. 
he'll tell me occasionally where he has to go because he has to make all the sets. Like, was it last year or the year before they made Latte Larry's, that fake coffee shop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so they went out to a coffee shop. They went to a strip mall in the San Fernando Valley, Gascon, and they had to set the whole coffee shop up, a working coffee shop. And he's on the crew that does that. They, they make the signs and everything. They have to put it up, and and then they burn the whole thing down, uh, the dramatic ending of that. And so he he does that kind of stuff. So he'll he'll send me – you know, little clues, but I am absolutely – and it's, the guy that I, I get a kick out of uh, is – well, Susie, I love, the woman that screams profanity and gets very upset at uh, at Larry. I've known some some women like that. Uh, and, and Jeff Garland, the fat guy, my hero. I've, I actually saw Jeff Garland do stand-up in Burbank. He does every Sunday. I think he moved to Hollywood now, but he – and I, I have no idea with COVID what's going on, but he would do a stand-up – comedy routine every sunday night he'd come in at like eight o'clock and do a half an hour set and i believe he still does and he does all he's on two popular shows kirby enthusiasm what's the one on abc he's on oh i gotta look that up um i don't i don't remember i don't want i don't watch it but it's a popular show i think it's still on I'm not sure all right cliff from nashville Writes and he says, Ben, is it true that Gavin Newsom won the U-Haul Salesman of the Year award? <laughs> uh, well, Gavin Newsom and the lapdogs for the King of California, who somehow avoided being kicked out of office. Uh, my goodness, but Larry Elder would have been a much better governor. Anyway, uh, Gavin Newsom, he will argue the people that support him will say, well, yeah, a lot of people are leaving, going to Arizona, going to Texas, to Tennessee, to anywhere below the Mason-Dixon line. But there's other people coming into California, Gascon, to replace them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that that's his argument. Uh, Chris in Boston writes in, he says, would you have taken the WEEI morning job if it was offered after you got the guest hosting uh, gig? Uh, Chris I did audition. I've talked about this a few times. I did audition for the morning show. That was back in the Kirk Minahan days. Kirk, very talented. Goofy morning radio shock jock guy. No longer doing radio. He's on a podcast at Barstool, I understand. Uh, I love WEI. I've worked there a few times over the years remotely and been to Boston and done shows from the studios uh, multiple times. And I love it. The station's been great to me. The only reason I'm not on there now well, there's a couple of reasons. The person that hired me no longer is the program director, but I still know a bunch of people that work there. And also that our show is picked up by the Sports Hub, and we the Sports Hub has been very good, and we do very well on the Sports Hub, and they're the monster station right now. Uh, I would have I would have likely uh, taken the job, but I, I, the problem I had at the time was I was married, <laughs> and I'm still married. So I have to get approval. It's not a one-man decision here. you got to get the wife to sign off on it. That would be a dramatic move. If they had offered me the job in 2009, I would have absolutely moved to Boston. I, I did some shows for Mikey Adams back in 2009 when he was doing the nighttime show. And if they, they were thinking about offering me a gig then, if they had offered me a gig then, I, I probably would still be in Boston right now, assuming I didn't tank and nobody listened to the show and I got whacked. Uh, this time around was a little different. Uh, but the, the the conversation was if the dollar amount is what they pay a morning and afternoon drive host in Boston, I would have taken the job because that would have been silly money. There would have been no reason not to take the job. Uh, they did offer me 
uh, position there as a as a host at night, but I make more money doing what I'm doing now. So I stayed uh, where I am. But uh, do do have fond memories. I did the Red Sox post game show Gascon for 2018. Red Sox Review, they call it. Here in L.A., they call it Dodger Talk, but Red Sox Review, they call it, after the, the Sox games. Uh, let's see. Who is next? Neil from The Real Miami says, Big Ben and Diesel David Gascon. Speaking of Miami, have to agree with you on the views. Oh, yeah, th- we talked about this in a previous podcast, Gascon. Uh, and you got upset with me. You got Remember I, I said these views, people pay a lot for these views, and then after a while – they just become normal, and you yeah. block them out. He says he has lived in a, for a decade spectacular views. He sent a photo. I'm looking at it here. Beautiful. Penthouse apartment condo there in Miami. View of the ocean, downtown, South Beach, the bay, the port of Miami. 270-degree panoramic view right across the street from the arena, the uh, – American Airlines Arena where the Heat play their games. It is awesome. That is a Chamber of Commerce photo. But Neil points out, over time, the views lose their effects. He says, do you think the same thing happens for Tom Brady and his views, if you know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe. I'm going yes. I'm going to go yes on that. I think that's the reason, if you marry someone, I think this works both for women and men. My theory on this, Gascon, is you know even you know, women will like, do the same thing guys do. They marry a guy because they think he's good looking or whatever. But you got to really have a connection, otherwise, because those looks are going to go away. And even if they don't go away, you get used to them, right? If if you eat vanilla ice cream every day, after a while, you know you're okay with it. But it's you can have it or not have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. I like chocolate chip cookies, but if I ate nothing but chocolate chip cookies and I didn't appreciate the the, the cookie and at, the, the full part of the cookie, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't give two two rat, you know, two uh, you know what's about the the cookie. But uh, unfortunately, I'm in a in a marriage where I, my wife is beautiful, but we have a we have a good connection. So it's it's. Uh, you know, that's why it's, it's always be- important to eat mint and chocolate chip or Rocky Road. <laughs> gotta mix it up a little bit that's right cookie dough I like that's cookie right dough. <laughs> cookie that's dough high. can't leave it out john in tacoma writes in uh actually there was one more from neil he says i wonder if you know why some teams go with state versus city naming i.e gascon's arizona cardinals beat your la rams the atlanta hawks versus the minnesota vikings who are downtown, by the way. Any idea from the Wiki Maller? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is just based on who gave them the money. I think, am I wrong? Like, Tampa Bay, there is actually no Tampa Bay, right, Gascon? There's Tampa and there's St. Pete. Yeah. I've been there. I drove through there. I haven't spent a lot of time in that area. And if you think of the regional teams, there's North Carolina, South Carolina. There's no Carolina. You say the Carolinas. New England encompasses the six New England states. Yeah, I the the Patriot thing. Am I when I was doing stuff at EEI, somebody told me there that the reason they were called the New England Patriots is because they left Boston and went to Foxborough. Oh, that's right. And that, 
that's that's why they became the New England Patriots. Nowadays, they just still call them the Boston Patriots, even though they play like the Jets and Giants play in New Jersey. The Rams and Chargers play in Inglewood. And they just, it doesn't matter. So, uh, in Minnesota, the Lakers were the Minneapolis Lakers when they played there, weren't they? I believe they were the Minneapolis Yeah, they were the Minneapolis, yeah. Yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals, when I was a kid, and my, my mom, we went on a family vacation to Flagstaff, Arizona, and we were camping, and my mom read in the local newspaper that the Arizona Cardinals had, or the St. Louis Cardinals had just moved to Arizona. They were having their first training camp. It was 1988, I believe, 88 or 89. I was a kid, and my mom took me out to Cardinals training camp, and Neil Lomax was the quarterback, and Gene Stallings was the coach, and it was a great story. My mom would brag about me to her friends when I was a little fat kid because Gene Stallings, the head coach of the – Phoenix Cardinals pulled me aside, and and uh, the Cardinal players were like, "We got to get this guy on the offensive line because I'm a big brown <laughs> kid." And it was a it was something my mom was beaming with pride about until her you know last days on the planet. Because I have fond memories of that. That was fun. And also as a kid, we went and got gas after we went to Cardinal practice. And there were like two or three Cardinal players were at the gas station. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting gas with the Phoenix Cardinals. This is like an NFL player. I was like, coolest thing in the world when you're a kid. You're like, oh, I can't believe it. They get gas too? Uh, anyway, uh, John in Tacoma writes and he says, do either of you have subscriptions to Instagram or Snapchat booty models? No. <laughs> That's fans only. Isn't that that fans only thing? Yeah, That's yeah. Only, you... only fans, yeah. Only fans, yeah. Uh, no. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. 
This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Although, I got to tell you, for some reason, they must... The people on Instagram must know I enjoy a nice caboose because every time I go on there to update my Instagram page, which is not very often, the things that pop up are bootacious Gascon. The badunkadunk is everywhere. Are there yeah. any women on Instagram that don't bend over? Or, or, or You know that thing women do where they hold their feet kind of up? That trick oh, yeah. women learn? Where, you know, you, oh, what a, I give the, the ladies credit. They know all the cheat codes to make them look even better. Good job by them. Push-up bras, the accentuation yeah. of the butt. Yeah, they got it all. A lot of, a lot of deception, Gascon. There's a lot yeah. of deception. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David, our buddy from Simpsonville, South Carolina, he's been a great hat benefactor over the years. He says, Ben, we know you're married, your beautiful bride. Has David ever been engaged? If so, how close to a wedding? All right, Gascon, would you like to share with the class? No, no never been engaged. Came close once to proposing. It was yeah. in 2009. I came so close to pulling the trigger. In fact, I was like out shopping for for a prize item. Now, why, why didn't you? What caused you not to do it? Uh, Get told me that I couldn't trust her long term, despite the fact that I was with her for a long period of time. And it actually played out to be right because we had been together for a long period of time. And then shortly after we broke up, uh, she got a, a new boyfriend within like a month and then six months later she was engaged. So like, you know, you had stuff in the pipeline, you, you just yeah. bad juju. So, so she, yeah. she had, a, she had a couple in the minor league system that she was grooming. Yeah. She had case. some horses in the stable, you know, I mean, she's an attractive yeah. woman, really nice. And so, you know, I got to go with, you know, option B or like we saw a few days ago with the, uh, National League wildcard. If your ace is not uh, good for nine, Got to bring the hook early, so that's what she did. Yeah. Allen in Akron, Ohio, says, are golden tickets still uh, given out to each winner of the games? Uh, yeah, we give out – I think all the games except one we give out. Fact or fiction, we don't give out golden tickets for, but everything else I believe we give out golden tickets. He says, how does Koopa Loop keep track if it's legit when someone calls in to cash one in? All right, so the way this works, Alan, there's like a master list. The golden tickets will only last a month. So once you win a golden ticket, you have a month. You can transfer the golden ticket to somebody else. Uh, many people love to give Tammy and Montana golden tickets because she's the, the eye candy on the show or the ear candy on the show. And so they like to give her golden tickets. I know our friend in Minnesota, Hollering James, does that all the time. Um, but you have, a, you have a month. There's a master list. And so when Coop's away, then – there are people that call up that claim they have a golden ticket, but normally the other producers have, they're not fans of the show. They don't listen. So they have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we don't have to worry about it. Uh, here's Ben in San Antonio, Texas writes. And he says, is it true that all the great ones are named Ben? Yes. Except Ben Roethlisberger. But you think greatest defensive player in my lifetime in the NBA, Ben Wallace, a Ben, right? One of the great starting. Whoa, of all whoa. Do you take him ben over Dennis Rodman? Yes. Fear wow. the fro. Fear the fro. 
Dennis Rodman's a North Korean guy. You know, he's he's hanging out with the North Koreans. Uh, Steve in Boston writes in. He says, what happens first? Tom Brady retires or Tiger Woods is given another rental car? I feel like we get that joke every week. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yes. It's good, though. Rex, it's always good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rex from uh, uh, Lima, he says it's with an I, not an E. I thought it was Lima, but he says Lima. Is that? Am I saying that right? I thought it was Lima, but he says Lima. Anyway, uh, he says, like uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, will Urban Meyer be buying a motorcycle anytime soon? We're going to find out. We'll, we'll find out. Today's Sunday. If Jacksonville goes out there, lays an egg against Tennessee, turn out the lights. The party's over uh, for Urban. I've been an Urban defender, David. I have. And uh, for for you as well, uh, obviously, uh, Rex. But I think it's going to work out. Not looking good. Daryl from Marion, Illinois, writes in. Isn't there a big prison in Marion, Illinois? Why do I think there's a big prison in Marion? I know. I serious. I'm not kidding. Can we? Can we look that? Can you look that up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, big, full security prison, right? Like full. I've heard of that over the years. I think I watched documentaries from Marion. Yeah, it's prison. a giant federal prison, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, there's some fa- Do you have a list of the famous prisoners that are in there? Uh, you know, I, I could, yeah, I could probably get it, yeah. That's interesting. The, the, the biggest prison for the, the, the worst deadbeats of society is in John Colorado. Gotti. John Gotti, what? Pete Rose. Oh my God! Wow, they've been to, they've been to Marion. That's where they they did their time. Huh? Interesting. Wow, Walter Bond. Do you remember him? Well, the name rings a bell. Well, what? Yeah, he's he's a former NBA player, professional basketball player. Uh, played for the University of Minnesota. He was not drafted, but did play three seasons: Mavericks, Jazz, and Detroit Pistons. Huh. Is that? Is that right? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, fun, fun fact. Uh, and that's is that's Marion, Illinois. Or is that Marion, Ohio, though? Illinois. That, which one? Illinois. Okay. Because there is a Marion, Ohio, I think, too. All right. Uh, moving on here. Uh, who do we have? Barry from Music City says, "Yo, yo, Ma Benny. I just saw an episode of an American Crime Story. I didn't recognize Gascon at all, oh, but I recognized his voice oh, when man. he was asking this question. He must have had a hairpiece on uh, for that part. Did you have a hairpiece on? Gascon? No, I, dude. A lot of my friends actually asked me the same question. I said, "No, I just I had to grow it out. It took me forever to grow that thing out. It took me like." I don't know. Six months. I, I think, remember. To grow. I remember seeing. I, I remember seeing you with the longer hair, and I thought, "What the hell's going on here?" You're, you've always been well groomed. I said, "What's yeah. going on with this?" Kid? Unwashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look like a, a Neanderthal there for a while. I know. You've gotten That's good great. reviews. That's a very popular show. That American Crime Story. Did you get a lot of yeah, positive? Right. Yeah, Ryan uh, Ryan Murphy's got I think one more in the can too. He's got uh, the first two, like the Versace, and then the People versus OJ, and then obviously this one. He's got one other one that's in progress. So, so how yeah. does this work? Does, does this help you now that you were in that show and that show is a popular show? So that'll help you get other gigs. Is that how it works, or it doesn't really matter? I hope so. I mean, I've had I've had other auditions with him or for his projects. Um, so at least it keeps me kind of in the pipeline, per se. Uh, right. I don't know. Uh, B- 
Barry writes also, he says, he writes and says, I have to agree with Chris from Houston. And something is definitely up with your microphone. It uh, sounds hollow, but only at the beginning of you speaking. It's very strange. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I have a $400 microphone. I have, I spent a, a shit ton of, uh, of money to build out the podcast studio. I had a professional radio engineer, Jake Warner, who's the engineer for the Los Angeles Clippers and the LA Kings, former engineer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, former stay awake with Jake engineer on the Ben Maller show, who works for podcast one in here, putting this together. So there's nothing else I can do. Gascon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I have pulled out, I spent up, I pulled out my wallet. I dusted off my wallet. I got all the right cables. I got everything connected to where it needs to be. And I'm using the same microphones that, the top broadcasters use. There's nothing more I can do. So uh, we'll do a few more because I know you got to run, Gascon. Uh, Greg from West St. Paul says, Ben and David, what was the first movie you went to as a kid? Well, the first one I remember was being online for, I think it was The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and I also remember seeing the Muppet movies. I'm, I'm old, though, Gascon. What about you? Wait, so did you see those at home or did you see those in a theater? Oh, in the theater. Oh, no, God. my mom My mom was the coolest mom. And I always tell you know, guys and, and gals with kids, you know, I don't remember much about my youth. There's a few things. You, know, you get old, you don't remember a lot of stuff. But I remember how cool it was. My mom pulled me out of school to see the, I think it was The Empire Strikes Back. And we waited online, got the big bucket of popcorn and candy and all that. And I just remember how cool that was that she was willing to take us out of school and have a day with us to watch that movie because she knew we were into it. Yeah. That's awesome. See, my parents that, were yeah. my, my my parents were, were really strict back then. Um so I, I couldn't see any kind of R rated movies except one day my my godmother, who's my mom's twin sister, snuck me out of the house and she brought me to go see Terminator Two. So that was my oh, first. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was the first. Uh, and it was so yeah. good, man. I'll never forget it. But the first movie I ever saw and that I loved, I, that I could recall, was first Bueller's Day Off. But yeah. Oh, that's the Ferris Bueller, was a, that was a very good movie. I enjoyed that. That's, I think that still kind of stands up. That's That scene at Wrigley Field, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. But yeah, Terminator 2 was great. I think that movie's timeless, too. I feel like it stands up as well. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, Jay Bone from Portland, Maine says, Ben, I love your vocabulary. Well, thank you. Jay Bone, can you email me? Or can you not email me, but can you email my old teachers at Northwood Elementary School and uh, where else? Uh, uh, Sierra Vista and some other places I went there. Because they, if they knew that I was using big words, uh, they, would, they would be gobsmacked. Uh, absolutely gobsmacked. But Jay Bone says, I use red herring. Weasel word, third wheel, and others when I am debating someone, uh, you know, something with my, my lovely girlfriend, uh, Jay Bone says. Uh, it has been great. She has no idea where I'm getting this from, and it has been a game changer. I find myself winning sometimes. Other than on-air disagreements, do you find yourself using these? Keep them coming. Only occasionally, Jay Bone. I'll tell you why. Because I have noticed when I get into a disagreement, I don't disagree with my wife on much, but every once in a while, you know, any relationship, there's going to be 
occasional disagreements. And so I'll, I'll start using some of that stuff. I'll say, that's a red herring. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, and she'll get pissed. And, uh, and that'll make things worse. So I have to be selective in that. Those things usually work better when I'm just debating a sports issue than something more serious. But I, I do use a lot of that stuff. Uh, I feel like you I'm need. Glad- I feel like you should amplify your use of of Latin. I feel like the Latin is really Latin's beautiful, man. You want more? I like Pig Latin. Ixne <laughs> on the Xne or whatever I say there. I can't even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the, the one mea culpa, I love. Ad hoc or good. Yeah. The one I like is when the legend becomes the fact. The man who shot Liberty Valance. Yeah. When the legend comes the fact, you go with the legend. And I had I not seen that. that until my dad showed me that scene. It's a great scene, right? <laughs> yeah. It's- I was like, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. That is outstanding. That sums up life. That sums up all of life. A lot of what we repeat is bullshit, but when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend, and people just keep repeating bullshit. So what happens? Greg in Iowa writes in, says, for both you and Gascon, Gascan, Gagon, or whoever is working with you this weekend. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on your buddy William Shatner going into space? Mm. Would you like to travel to space? Well, if somebody paid for me to travel to space or paid my way, I think it would be amazing to see what's out there, which is a whole lot of nothing, at least what we can see. And I'm happy for William Shatner. He's 90 years old. It's one of the great accomplishments of my career, Gascon. I've never won an award, never been recognized really for anything. I did make a top 20 list on a consultant's list last year for broadcasters. Fugazi list. Yeah, you could say that, but whatever. I'm happy to be on there. I don't know how I ended up on that list. But uh, William Shatner, the Maller Militia, the upstart Maller Militia beating the Trekkies. Amazing. We lost a lot of good foot soldiers in that battle. We had a cyber warfare situation. The Maller Militia versus the Trekkies and Bill Shatner, and we won. William Shatner had blocked me. He blocked everyone on the show. Somebody paid hundreds of dollars to Bill Shatner to unblock me, and it was a Trekkie. It was a Star Trek. It wasn't a Maller Militia person. It was a Star Trek fan that doesn't even know the show but was so upset with the Maller Militia fighting with the Trekkies he paid the bounty, and William Shatner unblocked me. So, good luck, man. I, nine, he's going to be the oldest. How crazy is that, Gascon? Like, who's going to break that record? He's going to be 90 years old in space here. Uh, he really will be Captain Kirk, man. Yeah. James Tiberius yeah. Kirk. Good for him. Yeah. Is he going to take one of his horses up there? He loves horses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terry in England says, hey, Ben, uh, can you tell us the timing of the radio show podcast being posted? Sometimes they are not available for four or five hours after the show ends. That's a Terry in England. Uh, You really have to check with the coop de loop. Typically, Justin does it right away after the show. And when he's not there, uh, we will have others. Occasionally, I will tell you, Terry, with the iHeart app, it's down for maintenance from time to time. And nothing can be posted. So that's that's at the corporate level. And there's nothing we can do about that. And that has happened multiple times over the years. And every single time, Gascon, I wake up, uh, Twitter is ripping me. Email is ripping me. Hey, asshole, where's the podcast? Fuck you. 
and uh, I have nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. So, and then certain days, uh, I'll get uh, a text message from you, passing the buck. <laughs> oh, is that is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've not had too many problems recently. Right. Are you out of time, Gascon? I don't want to keep you if you if you gotta you gotta run. Are you? Yeah, time for a few more. Or you want to do a couple more? Yeah, I could do a couple more. Right. Uh, we spent Kevin... like an hour. We spent an hour on a food court. So I know, I know. <laughs> Alf, the alien opiner, eight pages. I know. I, I I thought. Well, this is. I thought Springfield. You know, kind of a small, smaller city, mid-sized city in Massachusetts. They just have one page, but no, they had eight pages of food. Man, I might have to fly back and hang out with Pierre and you know Alfie Alien O'Piner and wander around. That's awesome. <laughs> I can go look at the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. It's a hell of a way to break your fast. Oh God. And you know what's gonna happen here. I have I'm working on a seventy two hour fast. Yeah. Okay. Seventy two hour fast. Let me check my phone. I'm gonna go to the phone right now. Hold on a sec. I'm going to the phone. It's in the bag. I got to see that. It's played. Yeah. I just I turned the phone on. That played right away. I'm sorry, Ohio Al. It's, it was on my phone. Let me check. What do, you, what do you think I'm at right now as I'm doing this? I'm at 71 hours and 55 minutes. So I'm five minutes away from the 72-hour, three-day fast. You can see that, guess. Put that up to the camera there. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I've got, got another five minutes. So... That means I can eat like a freaking pig all weekend, right? Yeah. Case At least for the rest of the day. I might have to go to Raising Cane's. Our kitchen's not done. I thought it was going to be done. It was supposed to be done. It's not done still. It's not good. Not that I'm pissed about that. Kevin in Kansas, unless I am. Kevin in Kansas writes in and says, Hey, Ben and David, with Halloween coming soon, at what age did you both stop trick-or-treating? And what was your favorite treat? Or, or treats. Uh, I don't remember the exact age. I was likely in junior high, right around junior high, when you just wanted to go out and hang out and destroy pumpkins with your friends around yeah. that age. You're a total asshole. And then other than that, my favorite go-to candy when I was a fat kid were Baby Ruth and Butterfinger with a Snickers. Those were the big three. And then as I grew, I matured, and I loved the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and the Peanut M&M. Yep. What about you? I'm I'm right there with you. The uh, the Reese's Pieces, Twix, Kit Kat, and of course M and M's. Yeah, the great thing about the Halloween. Oh, and seven sale. seven grand, seven grand's good too. Yeah, that's not bad. The cool thing about Halloween when you fill up when you fill up your pillowcase, you get a little bit of everything. It's a medley for the mouth, right? It's you yeah. get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You mix in some. Hard candy as well. My mom would never let me have the lollipops, though. She was convinced. She watched the TV news that somebody had put a razor blade or poisoned the lollipops. Yeah. You, you know what I, what, what I would do is I'd start the trick-or-treating at my grandmother's house. And before we left, she actually gave us um, caramel-covered apples with nuts on them. Yeah. And those were always solid. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good start. My mom... One of the great moms of all time, which she did for me every year, even when I was like, you know, I was an old fart, you know, I was in my 30s 
and she knew I loved Baby Ruth and Butterfinger. So she'd be at the store. She'd buy a bag of Baby Ruth and Butterfinger. So I'd always get <laughs> fat again around Halloween because my mom would hook me up with these bags, you know, every year. And I can't remember the last time I had a Baby Ruth or a Butterfinger. She, you know, she passed away a few years ago. But I, I mean, every year, even after I kind of moved on to other candy, my mom knew that Fat Benny loved Baby Ruth and Man. Butterfinger. You'd still buy me that. It was really cool. Nestle Crunch, uh, too. I can't believe I left out Nestle Crunch. Uh, and that's a good one. Nestle Crunch is a good one. Uh, that's a that's can't miss Nestle Crunch. Yeah, cannot. What about like the the hard candy, like the uh, lemon the lemon ones, lemon those, drops, those hard lemon drops. Yeah, not bad. Uh, my wife loves uh, the Sour Patch. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Sour Patch yeah. Kids. Yeah, she likes those. She loves gummy worms. Gummy worms are solid. We have a little in the pantry when you come to the Mattler Mansion guest count, if it ever gets done here. We have my section, which is mostly the chocolate. I like When I cheat, I like to have my chocolate. I like the chocolate-covered, um, what is it, almonds. I love those. Good. Peanut M&Ms. Got some Good. of that stuff. But then my wife's section is the gummy worms, the uh, you know that kind of stuff. So she's got all of her candy right there. Uh, Ricardo from Fresno says, I think well, this is one we've had also. He says, Ben and Coast, if you could move anywhere, uh, where would you move to? We, we get that question a lot. Yeah. 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 I think we've already answered that a bunch. And why don't we leave on this question from RJ? He says, with the holidays coming up, what are your favorite meals to eat during the holidays that you're looking forward to? <sighs> this is an obvious one. What. If- especially during Thanksgiving, since we're kind of next to it, the go-to, whether you're having turkey or ham, is you have to make it into a sandwich with Hawaiian bread. King's Hawaiian bread (laughs) is clutch. Yeah. I really haven't done Thanksgiving uh, in the last, you know, decade, you know, since the... uh, since the mom passed away, I really haven't. I, I'll visit occasionally at Thanksgiving, but I don't do a traditional Thanksgiving because I usually work on Thanksgiving. My wife, she works at the police station, so she's working. So we usually work. We don't really have it. But there, you're right. I don't even really like turkey all that much on Thanksgiving. But yeah. the next couple of days, oh, cold turkey sandwich, yeah. mayonnaise slopped all over, whatever topping you want to put, honey mustard sometimes. I'll put that on top. Bag of Fritos. Or uh, some kind of potato chip, mashed potatoes. Oh God! Yeah, man. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Other than that, I I there was some traditional Hanukkah food that, again, a lot of stuff I haven't had. Like, so I'm not going to eat it. So like latkes, which are just fried potatoes, and the the jelly donuts, which are always big. I love a good jelly donut. uh, That kind of stuff. Which just the reason you love those things, right? Is you they you flash back to your youth, right? You flash back yeah. to when you were a kid, having that kind of stuff. Anyway, anything to promote, Gascon? Anything at all you'd like to promote here? No, I mean, I, if, unless you want to promote the uh, the audio book that I sent you via text message, that'd be that would be that'd be uh, fantastic. I've not been looking at my audio book here. There uh, are text messages. Oh, what is this? <laughs> What the hell is this? <laughs> what Mount Vernon News? Yeah, what the hell is, what is, it's good. Is Mount Vernon uh, News out of Ohio. What's up? 
It says Mount Vernon resident Jared McCann, in collaboration with Fox Sports broadcaster David Gascon, recently <laughs> released his second audiobook, The Dead Will Rise. What is this, Gascon? That's good. <laughs> Look, your photos in here. That's from That's the YouTube. Who is that? Yeah. Am I supposed to know who Jared McCann is? is he no, he's just an author. No, he's just an author from oh. a small town in Ohio. And how does one do this? How do you end up doing an audiobook for a, an author from Ohio? Well, I auditioned for his first book on on Audible through uh, through Amazon. And oh, he liked it. He said, liked... It says the Dead Will Rise audiobook is available now through Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Yeah. yeah. How much does that cost? Because I know certain women who are your your fangirls, I'm sure they will buy the audiobook. That's like Gascon voice porn to have you on an audiobook. The Dead yeah. Will Rise. Oh, my God. That's craziness. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Um, it's a good question. I don't know. I haven't been on there, but I put a coupon code on my Instagram account at Dave Gascon. But uh, I mean, it's not expensive. It no, because he handles obviously all the royalties and that stuff because it's it's his audiobook. So um, yeah. yeah, you can all negotiate right. flat fees and things like that. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Money is not an option when you're listening to something. As juicy as yeah. that. <laughs> I was going to sign up for Audible. I think it's a pretty cool service, but it's rather expensive. I didn't realize how expensive it was, and I'm pretty cheap. It's fourteen ninety five really... a month, right? Well, then you have to – yeah, when I signed up, it's it's a there's a rate, but then you have to pay extra for the books. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, it's not <sighs> – unless they changed it, but I remember reading it. It was like you, the way it works is you sign up. There's a monthly fee, and – you sign up and you have to purchase the books also. So, uh, I, yeah, I, unless they changed it. This was a while back, so maybe they changed it. But I swear I remember that's why I didn't do it. Because I'm like, well, if I pay a flat fee, I should be able to get what any, any book I want from any genre. And I can have multiple books on my phone at the same time. But no. That's weak. Now, I didn't know I, that. If I, if I write a book, yes, guys. Some people have been talking to me about writing a book about my radio career. If I write a book, do I have to do the audiobook? Some people said I should have Marcel in Brooklyn do the audiobook. Oh, <laughs> or Hollering James do the audiobook. Oh, man. It's not good. <laughs> Probably not. Marcel is fascinating to me. I know he's got a few issues. I love that he's part of the show. We treat everyone, whether you've got issues or not, we treat you all the same. We goof on you, we bust your balls, and Marcel loves being on the show. The other night, though, on Friday, I guess morning, when I asked him a question, his answer about the Maller, the Maller, what's the name of the podcast? The uh, spinoff. You've been, have you been on that? With, I have, with, yeah. With, with Roxanne, it's uh, what's it called? I'm forgetting the name again. It's not. Is it Maller Time or Maller Town? Maller Town, right? Maller Town, yeah, yeah, yeah. With our friend from Australia, the Aussie guy, and Queen Roxanne, and they have. You know, I have no skin in the game here. People have told me I need money from it. I, listen, it's just I'm sure they're they're doing well. I'm glad they're promoting the show. The way I look at it, until my corporate overloads, not, I, as I told, I believe it was our friend, the Aussie guy, I said, listen, I'm fine with it. Sometimes the, the people at the company get upset about this stuff, but they're not using the company logo. They're just using my name. And I'm for now, I'm, I'm fine with it. So. 
Yeah. Now, if they start getting, if they start making more money than we're making, Gascon, I might have a problem with it. But yeah. I don't think they're doing that. I think it's just a labor of love. I think they're just doing it. They're fans of the show, Queen Roxanne, and and they're just they're just going for it. So, uh, I think that's that's it. Uh, anyway, uh, and catch me tonight. I'll be back after that big Bills Chiefs game, 11 p.m. Sunday night in the West, 3 a uh, 3 a.m. 2 a.m. What am I doing? 2 a.m. in the East. Holy crap, I've gotten no sleep the last couple of days. Not that I'm complaining. Uh, not that I'm complaining, but we will be back in the Magic Radio box. And I thank you, Gascon, for, for showing up to the Sunday mailbag. I'm glad you you made it to Sunday. Now, will you, next weekend, will you be on all three? How's this going to work next weekend? Do we know? It's a good question. I don't know. To be t- continued. All right. Anyway, have a great weekend. Uh, what's left of it? And uh, we'll catch you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.